Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Today, we have the exciting opportunity to interview a veteran mom and friend, Lisa Valentine Clark. She has a podcast of her own, The Lisa Show, which recently released a brand new season focusing on self-care, which we are loving. Her ability to speak to parents in all different seasons and make us feel like we're all in this together is unmatched. We had so much fun recording this episode. Let us know what you guys think by going to our podcast page and leaving a comment or a review when you get a minute or right now because we want a review. Please, please. (laughs) All right, let's dive right in. Hi. Hello. Oh, no. I got the butterflies already. (laughs) Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. This Why? Is be fun. We are we are just little podcasters in Salt Lake City. We are the it. ones that are nervous. Has your eye twitch started up again? Megan? Only a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. It'll go away. I'll eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very good. We are so grateful that you agreed to do this. Thank you so much for making time for us. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Are you in Provo? Is that where you are? I am. Yeah. Just in your office at BYU? Yeah, just in my office at BYU. How fun. We're in our office guest room here in Megan's home. I love it. I want to take a big nap on that bed. (laughs) Don't we all, frankly? Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Well, you are wonderful to meet with us. I don't know if you had a chance to like well, no, you don't have a chance because you're so busy, but we are just this like fun mom parenting podcast. It's like a little bit funny sometimes. We just... Oh, it's totally funny. And I love that you have such a positive outlook on like, listen, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This yes, whole it is. yes, it like, is. Yes, it is. Let's treat it as such. And I, yes. and I, that's why I thought, oh yeah, I can, I can hang with you guys. So oh. yeah, for sure. Well, that's really awesome. Thanks for being with us today. You bet. Okay, you want to get started? All right, so let's dive right in. So Lisa Valentine Clark is a writer, actress, and the host of The Lisa Show on BYU Radio. Which I love. Well, who does? Oh, we so all good. love it. Oh, my gosh. She is the founding member member of the Theater as Improv comedy troupe, The Thrillionaires. And I just, how did you come up with that name? Such a <laughs> like good name. Real. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. (laughs) And she's a writer, producer and actress on the films Once I Was a Beehive and Once I Was Engaged. And for our non-Utah listeners, they probably don't haven't seen those movies, but 10 out of 10 recommend you can find them. I'm sure you can find them on Amazon or yep, 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 somewhere there. Um, you're a host on the TV show Random Acts and a star on the BYU TV production Show Offs. Hilarious. Yes. And you? you are the mother of five and the author of Real Moms making it up as we go because we're all real moms here. You're just the voice for all of us. So thank you for being here. No pressure. <laughs> I, I I humbly accept. <laughs> we are thrilled to have you on today as a guest on our podcast because you truly experienced a lot of unique and even some hard challenges while being in the thick of motherhood. Oh, yeah. So Amanda and I, we started this podcast because we genuinely believe all moms deserve a moment or many mm-hmm. to laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there's a line in your book, Real Moms, which we'll talk more about here in a minute. But in it, you say, 
we need to share our experiences. There is value in having yeah. someone laugh at something that happened to you because there were, in fact, no cameras recording it. <laughs> and we need each other's stories to help us laugh at ourselves and our kids and our situations. They remind us to take a breath and move on to the next scene. This, this quote is exactly why we started our podcast yep. and why we're just Aww. so glad to have you just share your wisdom and motherly knowledge with us. <laughs> well, spoiler, I'm still making it up as I go <laughs> and still sort of, you know, with the successes and the failures, just, <laughs> you know, I'm still in, I'm still in it though. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's the encouraging thing. Yeah. Right. How old is your oldest and how old is your youngest? So my oldest is 24. My youngest is 14. And okay. so I have five, you know, so every couple of years in between out. that span. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. kind of a big span right now going through a lot of changes because I have two at home and three, what I like to call baby adults. <laughs> They're adults. They make their own. I'm, I'm air quoting for those who are listening. They make their own decisions and live on their own, but you know. I still am the, the guiding hand. Yes. I mean, I feel like they never don't need mom. Right. I still will call my mom occasionally be like, I'm at the store. What do I get for a roast? And she's like, you get a roast. And I was like, yeah. well, like what, like what type of meat is that? Like, <laughs> so you never don't need mom your knows. mom. Yeah, mom, mom knows everything. Yes, she does. I live for those phone calls. Do yeah. you? I, I live for the... Hey, what was that thing? What should I buy? Like anytime they want to ask me and I just feel like my mother love can like really shine. And it always does. I mean, that's when we're, that's when I'm my best self. I know everything all of a sudden. Oh, what would you like to know? Oh, sweetheart? Yes. I'm an expert. In our family, we choose, we have real mayonnaise. We don't, we don't do Miracle Whip. You know, like whatever you're like, I have like put in the time and the yes. research for this. I want to pass this important kernel of knowledge to you. Yeah. Yes. Well, how did improv help you in your early days of parenting? Have you been doing improv since your children were born? I didn't know I was doing improv as a, a little kid and in high school, but I was all the time. I was making oh, my really? friends laugh by doing impressions and making up stories um, just because I was just a nerdy kid like that. But I officially took improv classes and it was like, wait a second, there's other people that do this too <laughs> um, in college. And so when my kids were little, I didn't, I didn't make the connection between improv and raising kids until I was really in the thick of it. And mm. I sort of hit a wall. And I think a lot of like young moms or newly new moms, no matter what your age are, is, um, know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. where you like wake up one day and you're like, wait, this is it. Wait, yeah. this is like ground. I mean, I love my children so much. I could kill someone with my bare hands if they even, you know, threatened them. Yep. But at the same time, like, oh, uh, there, there's no handbook for all yeah. of these situations. They're so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I found myself just winging it. And I kept thinking, is that what every day is that I'm mm. just like hanging on for dear life and mm. sort of winging it? Like I start the day with an intention of like, I'm going to do these three things. And then it's like, I'm going to maybe do this one thing, half of <laughs> one thing. Wait, what do I do? And that's when I made the connection between you know, I felt so fun and playful when I was on stage doing improv and mm. I didn't know what was coming, mm. but I was frustrated when I was parenting because it wasn't as fun and playful as I wanted it to be. I, it, it made me feel like I was grumpy and kind of control freak. And I, I didn't sure. like that. And I didn't want to be that kind of mom. And so yeah. I had to think of it in a different way. And so I thought, well, I love to do improv. Why can't I, why, why, why can't it be more like this? Why can't mm. I, you know, 
And so I started seeing all the parallels and then I saw them everywhere, you know, from disciplining your kid to like what you're going to eat for dinner (laughs) to how you're going to respond to them when they want to do something that's not on your to-do list, like all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, we, we could play, not always, but, but most of the time we, we could, we could improv this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of parenting is about perspective, right? Because you're right. There are days when you wake up and you're like, oh man, that's going to be a hard day. But if you take the moment to, to be funny with it, Mm -hmm. oh, the whole day is different. So I'm curious as a, when your kids were little, did they think you were funny? Like I always think I'm funny. Whenever I make a joke with my kids and they don't laugh, I'm like, you guys, I am funny. <laughs> they don't fully. Let's let's be honest. They're not our audience, right? Mm. Like, because I'm playing to the mom crowd, right? Mm-hmm. I I wanted my kids to think I was funny, and mm. when they're like babies, and you make them laugh, like at, by doing nothing, yeah, you get the overconfident, and then they get to be like five or six, and they're they're like, I don't know that that seems a little weird. <laughs> and then when they're preteens and teenagers, even if they think that you're funny, they don't show it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, where they sort of crack a smile because they think you're manipulating them. Like, let's make a game out of cleaning the dishes. They're like, we're not falling for that. You just want to clean the dishes. And you're like, yeah, but we're making it fun. And they're like, no, it's not. There's nothing you can do or say that will make this fun. And so they're playing their role and I'm playing my role. We still have to get the dishes done. And so somehow we'll come to, I just hope that it all washes in the end that they will think, you know, it that I'm funny, but. I actually really don't care because (laughs) one of the rules in improv um, or, or the way that you sort of practice it to get better is you don't try to be funny, right? Mm -hmm. You're just serving the scene. Mm -hmm. You're, you're just keeping it going forward with yes. And so when you yes, and, and you take whatever, if you're always trying to think of something funny and clever to say, you're not really listening and you're not serving the objective or the character I have found that life is ridiculous and funny enough just as it is that if you just play it straight and play it real that the humor naturally comes up mm. and that's certainly how I feel like with motherhood like I don't have to think what am I gonna do with my kids today that's gonna be so funny just something will happen and I'll be like well there you there it is yeah there, there it happened I once saw that coming well and yes and saying that in parenting or applying that to parenting is huge because it does kind of add that like positive spin instead of saying no 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 all day yeah. yeah I remember my mom saying that she's like you don't she's like I never wanted to be that mom that just said no all the time because mm. you know those moms that just yeah. no matter what it's saying nope we're not doing it nope 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 but you know there was that movie the yes day yeah. or something oh, oh that was the worst movie of I saw the trailer <laughs> oh. for that and luckily my kids were too old to want to see that movie but Thank I remember heavens. telling my my friends in fact we talked about it on the Lisa show on my podcast like I told my younger friends, like, you're going to want to do this. Your kids are going to want, do, do, not, do not, you'll all be mm-hmm. exhausted. And sure enough, one of my friends who has lots of little kids, she said, well, actually she and her husband are my friends. And they were, they were t- saying it started off fun, but then every kid they had five, like little kids, they were like, and I want soda. And then I want candy. And then we're going to go to a movie. And then we're going to go to the, you know, um, jumping pl- trampoline place and then we're right. going to go drive go-karts and because they were so full of junk food and overstimulate like no one was happy by no, the end no one no it's a lose-lose like, lose. that's yeah yeah that seems like torture oh that right. does seem like torture okay. but yeah. yes and is the <laughs> within reason but 
I think that's what people think yes and it means when mm. really, especially in improv or in motherhood, yes and means you accept the the situation that is in front of your face right. as reality and you don't fight with the offering, even if you hate the offering. So it's time to go to school and your kid can't find their shoes. I don't like that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't choose it. But if I fight against it and go, no, that's not true. Just get in the car. We're going to go. Like if I am in denial, it doesn't help anyone or anything. Right. It true. just delays yeah. the inevitable. It makes everyone uncomfortable on stage or, or just in your own home. <laughs> but if you accept it and say, oh, yes, you don't know where your shoes are. And you get to wear your Crocs. You get to- yeah. And yeah. what, what are our options right now? And yes, then you right. just choose, you just yes. choose in the moment. And sometimes instead of like torturing ourselves with making the very best choice in the very best moment, which is sort of a fantasy. Oh, wow. I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much right now. I well, I have this moment <laughs> where my oldest kid, like, I was like, we're late for school and get in the car. And I got the, like the little kids I had, like, you know, four little kids, I think at the time. Um, and my oldest was like in first grade and I was like, we gotta go. And it was like snowing and I was dropping them oh. off at a friend's house because I had a doctor's appointment, probably cause I was pregnant again. <laughs> and they were going to walk to school with somebody else. And, and my oldest kid gets out of the car. So I'm like this, you know, yeah. like yeah. crazy frantic. And he has, he doesn't have any shoes on. Yeah. And I was like, where Sounds are right. your shoes? Oh. And he's like, and he said, well, you said we had to go right now. Oh, so bless his heart. I couldn't find him. And you said, go now. And I was like. Um, what did you think you were going to, how did you think you were going to walk to school in the snow? Like I was like, son, come on. you know, you're in first grade. You got to figure this out. You know, you got to get your craft together. You know, what are you going to do? I looked at it and he just looked at me like, well, you seemed like you really needed me to get in the car (laughs) right that second. So I did technically, I did what you asked me to do. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, I, this is a me problem, Mm. not a him problem. Mm. Right. That's so funny. So yes, and you, gotta, <laughs> you take the reality of the situation. Does everyone have shoes? <laughs> it's kind of the alternative to when you look at your kids and go, why? Yeah. Like, yes. yes. And yes. <laughs> okay. I want to talk a little bit about your book, Real Moms, Making It Up As We Go. It is full of hilariously accurate parenting analogies. My personal favorite is the entire chapter titled, I'm the one in the dented minivan. Because as Amanda can attest to, I am that mom. I would never admit that. I love your van. (laughs) It's great. It's great. My dented, like beat up van reminds me of all of the amazing places that we've lived and all the adventures and life that's been lived in it. And the loud sighs, which is also part of that chapter. (laughs) Right. So many loud sighs. And I'm just curious, like, do you have a favorite parenting analogy or is there one right now that makes you say, yep, that's my life? Yeah. Oh, you know, the, the dented minivan is a good metaphor analogy for like when my kids were all at home Mm -hmm. and they were little and life was like, what are we doing? (laughs) When that van broke down because I drive my cars until like we give them to the kidney foundation because (laughs) would buy them nor should they. It's not safe. The transmission is like bottoming out it's like, doesn't work. It's like every time I say like a little prayer, every time I would get, get yeah. in the car, mm-hmm. like, oh, just one more day, please. <laughs> we don't have any money. Okay, cool. Um, when we, that minivan was towed away, my kids and I bawled. I bet. Cried, cried, cried. Mm-hmm. Got a new car. 
Yeah. Or new to us. Right. Super great. Ran better. Was yeah. prettier. Didn't have any dents in it. Was the right color. All the things. We sobbed. And, yeah. we, and my little kids were like, why are we crying over a dumb van? And I'm like, because it's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> because that's your childhood. That's yeah. going to It's hard. It's done. And I do. And I, so my phase of life right now is three of my kids have left the nest. Mm. I have two kids who are in high school in my house. So I am starting to see that dented minivan drive away and I am crying. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I kind of do like that metaphor. Like, it's funny because I have a nice car right now. I've never had a nice car in my whole life, my whole life, you wow. know, and I'm in my love 40s. It. I'm like, I want to like, love it. Mm-hmm. And I do for the most part, like boohoo for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> privileged life. But there is a part of me that's like, I would trade it. I would Mm. trade it for the dented minivan and that, Mm -hmm. and the the car full of kids. If if my kids were just young for like one more day, do you know what I mean? It's like cold comfort, but yeah, you know, I think that you can, there's so many great analogies for, um, parenthood. You know, I love that the movie parenthood, the old one, like with Steve Martin and stuff where he talks about it being a roller coaster. And some people are like holding on tight and just can't wait for it to be over and white knuckling it. And some people are just like laughing and enjoying it. And the same thing is happening. Mm -hmm. And I, and as cliche as that sounds like it's life is like a roller coaster. Motherhood is like, (laughs) I do think it it's, it's a pretty accurate one Mm because part of the the, the surprise of it is not knowing what's next. Yeah. Sometimes you can enjoy it and sometimes you don't. And a lot of it is outside of your control right. more than, than I ever realized going into it. Sure. Yeah. And that's okay because that's how it is for everyone. Yeah, it's for everyone. Yeah. We're all yeah. on that roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. If you could go back to, you said a day with the dented minivan and your kids. I think that's one of the things that I am already mourning is my children growing up. Cause even though this season that we're in mm-hmm. is really hard, you know, I've got four kids under the age of eight, even though that's it's hard, hard, it's so funny and so yeah. fun. And so the yeah. things that they say, I'm just, oh. I mean, my husband, my son in church yesterday said a prayer and ended with Gaga and everyone was rolling with laughter. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But they were writing it with down. And I, just I, I did. I wrote down, write but, it down. But as yep. a parent who's like, you're, you're in a different season. Everyone yeah. I talk to is like, oh, it goes by so fast. Would I hate, you? I hate, I hate that I'm the old lady telling you're you. You're not the old lady. You're not. I hated that when I was in the thick of it. And I was like, I know. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss having a dirty diaper in the yeah. middle of, of Costco when I'm not done, you yeah, know, right. shopping. Like, and hurry it up. And you don't even have it. diapers with do you. you. Wanna, do you want to hold it and cherish this baby real quick yeah. while I get stuff done? Yeah. And the answer is yes, I'd like to. You would. Your baby yeah. Costco, yeah. Even though I'm a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think you have to be really careful because I do feel bad for women in your stage of life right now, because there's so much sentimentality and pressure that's associated with you to like, remember, like this whole mm-hmm. thing of like, there's only 18 summers. You better make a magical and take them to oh. the other day or else you're going to regret it forever. Or like when expensive. they say things like, just enjoy it. And you're like, I am sleep deprived for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been pregnant for so many years that they've sucked all the nutrients and intelligence out of the cells <laughs> of my body. Yeah. Like, give me a second yeah. to recoup and then I will. Yeah. And so I always like, feel like life is long and you got to pace yourself, mm. you know what I mean? And don't borrow worry. Don't think about the last time you pick them up and sing them to, you know, you would just be a sobbing mess. If you, if you like, knew, that. like the last time that they ever 
you know, called you mommy or the last time that you put them on your hip or the last time you put them to bed or mm -hmm. saying that if you knew that was the last time, like that is a recipe for torture and not, I don't think not like yes, ending and enjoying motherhood. Mm -hmm. I don't yes. think you have to dwell in the difficult parts of it. For sure. There, there will be new and fun, surprising, <laughs> difficult things ahead. So don't worry. In every season of life. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and it's true. It's true. And and I, that's why, you know, I'm such a, uh, a proponent of like sharing stories and things like that yeah. so that you don't feel like you're the only one and you don't feel like that's you're right. alone. Yeah. Because the worst right. feeling is when you look around and you're like, is, is it only me that's mm -hmm. not enjoying mm -hmm. this? Or is it only me that's having a hard time with this? Or is it only me that like can't stop crying about this? Mm -hmm. Like that is a lonely, lonely place to be. Yeah, it is. And for somebody just to say, oh, I see you and I understand. And I've been there too. Oof. Yeah. Like. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah. You don't need more advice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's actually one of the reasons why we started this podcast, because mm -hmm. we just got so tired mm -hmm. of everyone complaining and being like, I am the only person. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, you're not. not. We're all doing this Which together. Yeah. Yeah. We're all doing this together. So let's talk about it. So how do you, can you kind of teach our listeners, how do you find humor on the hard days? Because everyone's hard looks different. It's all relative. Yeah. But if you can find humor in Costco with a blowout and you actually have no diapers. Mm -hmm. How how do you teach a listener to do that? How do you teach us to do that? This is how I do it. Okay. So this might work for somebody else. Okay. Cuz I like to do improv because I like to I'm an extrovert and I like to tell stories and I you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I like people and things like that. Yeah. One thing that I and I've I've heard a lot of different like authors and actors and say this say a, a similar thing but any story and especially the most ridiculous most depressing, most sad with enough time can make the best story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times it is a matter of just being like, well, here we are. Yeah. Got her put your pants <laughs> down her back. It's going to smell real great. And I'm just going to acknowledge it to everyone. Yes, I see. Yes, this is horrible. I just got to grab these oranges real quick. I'm going to grab this. Then, then we'll get out. The smell will dissipate. It's fine. By not taking yourself too seriously. I set myself up. I'm a character actor, right? Like, I'm not going to play the 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 ingenue, you know, the romantic interest, the sophisticated. I always joke with my friends that I want to be like this mysterious, sophisticated lady. But I can't. I can't be because I I... I'm ridiculous and I wear my heart on my sleeve and everyone knows what I'm thinking because I don't shut up. And so I always think that the juxtaposition about like, yes, I'm very mysterious. You'll never know what I'm thinking. It, like I, it's like really funny yeah. to me because I'm making fun of myself and I'm not making fun of anybody else. Sure. And if, and, and, and I don't want to diminish like when you've had a hard day or you're dealing with depression or something like life and death, serious stuff, stuff that I've completely dealt with too, mm -hmm. giving yourself some grace and saying, it's not funny now, but you know, maybe yes. in a year or two, it yes. might, be. It and might just, be. And that holds out like sort of hope, mm -hmm. you know, I think that mm -hmm. holds out hope. I also think the second thing I, I just want to say too, is I think that it depends on like your, your perspective. You know, I have a faith's perspective that validates that like, I'm not alone in this, that I have a relationship mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like I can ask for help and support and like heavenly angels. Mm -hmm. I am calling upon my grandmas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> help me yeah. out. And I have this like idea of faith that, I, that I'm not in it alone. And that it has like value that sure. like, even if I'm not perfect, that, but it, there's something in not giving up. 
right? Mm -hmm. And like staying in the game. And even if it gets gritty and we get dirty and messy and it's not perfect, you know, it, it has, it has value. And so I think mm -hmm. those two things of the sense of humor and, um, time plus like faith has, has really gotten me through some tough times. And don't you think too, sometimes when I'm having those hard days, I think about the angels there and I'm like, are you guys laughing? Cause like, it really is quite unusual. Well, like, like, I think they, they do laugh. They say that right. like Evan records stuff. So I'm yeah. like, I hope you caught that one. Cause I'd like to play <laughs> know, right? that one day. Did you see that? Did you catch him? Did you see him jumping off the roof? That was, yeah, and he didn't even get hurt. Yeah. So I'd like to see how that happened. I'd like to see the replay. Yeah. Is that what we have to look forward to with our kids jumping off roofs? Well, oh, oh, I've probably. said too much. No, I mean, no. It, it, it won't, won't happen. It, it won't be your kids. Just think. Uh, well, knowing ours, it actually might. Well, and that reminds me of your chat books commercial, which oh. we just have to throw in there because that commercial ages so well. Oh. It still speaks it to, uh, yeah, our mother hearts. It was too real. Yeah. What was it like filming that? It was so funny because I'll I'll never forget like walking into that audition because I said, I'm a customer. I use chat books because I'm lazy. And also I'm a mom of five. So I understand this character and I know her because I am her. Let's yeah. roll. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I had so much fun doing it. And um, I met and be actually became really, really good friends with the founder, Vanessa Quigley. Oh, yeah. I, I met her in, when I was um, up to my neck in suds in a bathtub and she can't, you know, filming that first year. She's like, I wanted to meet you. You know, I, I picked you to be the, because I'm a mother and I'm a mother of eight and yeah. I wanted to meet oh, wow. you. And I was like, well, this is of course how we should meet. I'm in a bathtub and yes, nice to meet you. And um, yeah, we've become really good friends because mm -hmm. there's just so much authenticity in that character. And it was so fun to film because, you know, if, some, if a scene wasn't working right or it was like the timing was off, it was like, well, what would you say? And I, I'm like, oh, this is what I did say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when this actually did happen to me, it's not that outrageous, you guys. You know, right. I know a, lo a yeah. lot of these like young guys who are on the film set are like, this is crazy. And I'm like, it's not that crazy. No, no. <laughs> your eye twitch and your I'm so tired. It's like, oh. I feel that. I'd like to say that was improvised and that 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 was from real life experience. Thank you. It was amazing. <laughs> See, was catching like the arrow, like how, yeah. like when you're when you're a mom, you're like, whoa, I'm amazing. I I'm there. You're like, huh? And wow. Who do you tell that to? You know, you're like the I angels above. You're like, I do want to see that record. I want to see that for yeah. sure. Hundred percent. I mean, this isn't related to parenting. I hope it's okay if I ask this, but do you find that it's harder? Well, maybe not because your brain is trained this way, but to be a comedian who is clean, because I think that's oh, actually yeah. why you have gained a lot. A lot of comedians like yourself have a lot of traction mm -hmm. everywhere, not just here in Utah, because you're clean. I'm not going to worry about yeah. something that's going to be said. And I have to hurry and mute it while my kids are around. Yeah. So is that refreshing for you to yeah. be able to just oh. be yourself and totally. not worry about your audience? Yes, because like I feel like you know, I'm an advocate for my audience too. Like mm. I want to bring them something that's funny, but I also feel like, I do feel like going blue or crass or whatever, however you want to like, turn, like it's kind of like low hanging fruit anyway. Right? Like, you know, and there's so much more out there that can make it more accessible to more people. 
Sure. I mean, I'm always trying to chase that high of making my kids laugh, right? Like, sure. and, and so comedy is comedy. But I also, yeah. like, feel of myself of, like, trying to have, like, integrity in what I do, too. That's really important mm-hmm. to me. It's part of my parenting. And yeah. and a bigger part, I think, of my parenting than I ever thought was your kids watch every freaking thing you do, whether you intend mm-hmm. it or not. So you think they're going to listen to the you know, lesson that you give them in the car about healthy sexuality, but what they really like, you know, or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a big talk, we're going to get some ice cream and I'm going to tell you about being, you know, not being a creep, but like, and you hope that they like know those, you know, sure. remember those, you hope course, it sticks. Yeah. But what they really, really remember is who you are and how you act. And so you can't like mm. separate that from like, from what you do. And so mm-hmm. I've always been really like mindful of like, I only want to take roles that like, I feel good about, like, Oh, and, and I and, wouldn't be embarrassed for them yeah, too. They're going to yeah. watch it later. Yeah. And, and not yeah. that everything is kid appropriate, but also, but like, at least that I can say, yeah, I stand behind that clean comedy. Yeah. That's where I live. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I really appreciate that because I agree. I think it's harder to be a clean it's comedian harder, yeah, and that's why I'm like cerebral about things which is fine yeah, and everybody has it. a different line and stuff like that and I get that mm-hmm. and so I don't want to like shame anybody about like what they their line and, and things like that but boy it is like freeing and I've, I it's amazing. I personally as a performer have never been I never have felt held back like I couldn't do or say mm. stuff that I yeah I mean maybe one or two times but like nothing yeah. Big at all. Yeah. So I, I think love that it. says a lot about you. Yeah. 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 Well, and speaking of motherhood and your kids watching you and just growing up, what was the most fun or what is the most fun season of motherhood for you? Oh, what a great question. I want to be able to say whatever season I'm in right now, uh-huh. but I'm feeling a little sorry for myself because I don't see some of my kids very often oh. when they you start to really see their personality, mm-hmm. you know, and I could make a, a strong case for a lot of, of seasons. So I'm going to cho- yeah. cheat and ch- choose two. Okay. One is when they're like in like the third grade. I think there's something kind of fun about third grade. Yeah. Cause you're like, I can totally write in cursive now. And you just have this, like, <laughs> they have this sort of like, I'm not a baby in first and second grade and okay. I can totally sure. read. And I have an opinion and I'm like super into something like maybe it's penguins, maybe it's dinosaurs, but it's so pure. Mm -hmm. It's like their pure personality Mm. and they they like have a sense of humor and they start to care about like what they wear or like they really start to come in their own as like a little person. And I just get the biggest kick out of it. And they're really easy to like make all their dreams come true. So they're, they feel great. You feel great. It's great. We both have third graders and that speaks to our souls. We get that. Except it makes me a little worried because one of my daughter's dreams to have a turtle. Am I going to make that dream come true? Good luck with that turtle situation. You'll figure it out. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Lisa, you mentioned your youngest is 14. You are presumably a pro at raising teenagers. What do you love about the young adult phase? It's really great because they're fun and their friends are funny and you bring them over and there's a lot going on. And, and I thought, oh, this is it. I love this because, you know, their personality and stuff, but they still have this kind of thing like where they kind of push back. It's developmentally appropriate. I keep telling myself <laughs> I get my feelings hurt for my teenagers. This is developmentally appropriate because they are trying to learn how to live without me because they're baby adults soon. Yeah. But once they, they have graduated or they've like kind of been on their own for just a, just a minute. And then they kind of come back and they're like, so like what temperature of water do I wash my 
my um, socks in? Can I wash these tennis shoes? Like, and they start like seeing all the things that you've done for them mm-hmm. or that you have like taught them how to do. And, and they have a new level of appreciation. It's like that switch. They start asking you about like bigger questions. And I really love having deep conversations with my kids. So you do. Mm. Yeah. That kind of makes me nervous. I feel like I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for the deep conversations. That's why I'm like a little overwhelmed, but I mean, am I going to grow? Is there hope? (laughs) Am I going to be okay? (laughs) I think you're ready. You're a podcaster, baby. Are you sure? I asked my daughter the other day. I literally, literally, you guys, I said the other day, my daughter, she was like, saw, oh, she saw a praying mantis. And she's like, you guys, she's like, I think that praying mantis is pregnant. And I said, why do you think that? She's in third grade. Oh, and I said, why do you think that? And she goes, because her belly is huge. And I said, well, have you ever wondered where babies come from? Because she doesn't know. And she's like, no, ooh, no, no, mom. <laughs> and me and my husband, are, and I look at my husband. You have I'm got like, to have that talk. <laughs> do it's I? Yeah. Like, you do. Oh, yes. Yeah. What do I do? Earlier and earlier than I ever thought. Really? Yes. And it's Okay. Because you just tell them what's age appropriate and like what their questions are as you're going. But the last thing, take it from me. Yeah, please. (laughs) You don't want them getting the bulk of their information from their friends. I know. They're dummies at that age. (laughs) Like, and there will be some good information and also some false information. And they'll like, that's like their first hit with it. But I love it. I say lean into it. Yes. And the crap out of that situation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm nervous. It's hard, but it could be really fun. Guys, I'm so sorry that this interview turned into a how Amanda's going to have the conversation with her kids. This is the thing, though. You are you have a question you need to know. This is how we solve it. But like, I, I might not have all the answers, but I have some mm-hmm. like experience. And yeah. then you might take something from me and something from somebody else. Yeah, you're just in a season where you've seen a few more things than we have. I'm learning from these other moms who just have experienced things or a little bit sooner than I have. I learn a lot, which is what we love. Well, recently, we actually, coincidentally, this is how we got connected. We both did episodes, all three of us, on um, embarrassing moments in parenting. And I was rolling with laughter listening to your episode. It was so funny. Oh, my stars. And one of my favorite quotes from that podcast was uh, parenting referring to parenting, it's just a great experiment in humiliation. It's the great equalizer. It is. I think you got to figure it out. And here comes your kid. Yeah. Bare naked running through the parent teacher conference. Yep. That's my kid. I'm that mom. Yep. Yes. They're doing okay enough. Right. Okay. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Yeah. It's one. Don't you feel like that's true though? Yes. 100%. Eddie, like you think, yeah, I think I might know a thing or two and then something will happen and it'll be like, oh, I've never been in this situation. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Sticks are high. Great. I got to make a decision right now. Got it. Yes. I mean, could you share with us as we, as we wrap it up? Cause we know you've got tight, we've got, you've got stuff to do, but, um, an, a moment in parenthood that you were like, what is happening here? But is now so funny. Let's just end with one of your favorite. Do you have a story like that? You're like, I oh, love sharing I've this story. So many stories I and I, you know, they're funnier. I think if you know your own, like if you knew my kids or yeah. if you knew like how funny they were, I, I, I think this one is the most appropriate one for this. <laughs> Just my oldest was like 14. Okay. okay? And so my youngest was four mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so I'm done having babies. They're all like kids. This was like, right before I wrote my book, mm-hmm. I was kind of in the thing of like, all right, I'm going to get a handle on this. It's a little chaotic having five kids. It's kind of kicked my 
trash a little bit, <laughs> but I, but I think I've got it under control. And I remember my son, my oldest son said something like, I'm sure it was like failing a class or something like that. And I got, you know, I was a good student and I got all A's and stuff like that. And I was like, well, no. And I've read to my children every night. So my children are not going to get, and they know the value of an education because I have instilled that in them. You can't care about everything, but we care about school and academic excellence. So I was, you know, trying to say, well, this is how you should study. And I've made a list from power school of all the assignments you're missing. We're going to sit down, we're going to go through it. And he just was looking at me like, no, I got it. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, leave me alone. Like, you know, there was that pushback again, developmentally appropriate. Mm. And I said, I was just like, so frustrated. And so like, Ugh. in a moment of exasperation, I just was like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. I I don't know how to parent you. And he said, like, without skipping a beat, he goes, yeah, we know. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? Uh, and my other kids who were like 12 and 10, they kind of like looked up like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. And I was like, you guys have talked about this? You've talked about how I don't know what I'm doing? And they were like looking at me like, is this news to you? Oh, no. We're not trying to hurt your feelings, but like, what? And for me, everything changed in that moment. I yeah. was like, wow, I really thought I was this mysterious woman who just had it all together. Nope, I'm not fooling anyone, least of all my children. Yeah, there's a big, you know, slice of humble pie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I got to change my strategy. They're on to me. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to just chat with us and share you your wisdom and yeah, Thanks make for us letting laugh. Me share. Yeah, Are you kidding? Time. It's so good. Our listeners, we just want everyone to feel like they have a friend in us and that they've got moms they can relate good. to and understand and see them. So this is awesome. This has been so fun. That, well, I really appreciate it. And I just want to say one last thing yeah. like to your audience, because I feel like it's my audience on the Lisa show too. I wouldn't feel right if I walked away with this from this conversation without saying yeah. like you will have moments in motherhood that like legitimately break you like sure. legitimately break your heart but I do want to acknowledge those moms who are like going through that right now yeah. who are listening going I'd love to just yes and and laugh and keep yeah. faith and all that kinds of stuff but like I am legitimately going through something that might break me sure and I just want to say that I have been there yeah. I have those experiences and you're not alone in that mm -hmm. too. And mm -hmm. that you can hold that in your heart, that your heart, like there are a few moments where I'm like, Ooh, I, my heart will never recover from this. Like mm. yeah. seeing my kids suffer or, or, or make a choice that they can't come back from or whatever it is. And it's okay to hold that and honor it and still enjoy other parenting moments and the, your relationship with that child and still continue it and still laugh too. Those two things can exist at the same time, that yeah. sort of grief and heartbreak and laughter and, and love and enjoying them. So thank you for letting me just sort of like qualify all of that with that. Thank you for sharing that because it's such a valid point. Motherhood is hard and every day can't be glamorous or Instagram perfect. And it's so good to be reminded that that's normal and okay. And 
welcome. Isn't that kind of what helps us grow as parents or just the hard days, even though they're not great? Yeah. I think it helps us grow together. So anyways, thank you so much, Lisa. We learned a lot. Yes. Thank I you learned so much. a lot. So with that being said, that feels like a good spot to end on. I can actually hear the sweet babies upstairs romping around. So <laughs> it's time to put this podcast baby to bed so we can put our human babies to bed. All right. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment, leave us some feedback or love. We'll take whatever you have for us because we love you and appreciate you. Be a friend to everyone. Bye. Bye.